idea that the the Christ, which is like the energy before Jesus, energy after Jesus, that is the divine harness for like light and explosive energy that, you know, creates things like that's in all of us, you know, that is like, it's woven into our DNA. And, and so the idea that Christ is for all and in all, and that seeing the light of Christ in each other is what's going to give us, I think the courage to actually be hospitable to one another and not just tolerate one another. Like, um, that is an idea that I am very into right now. My friend Latifa Alatas, AKA Paige CXVI, just put out a record called All. The language is inclusive and affirming, and it's gorgeous. And so my friend Becky Patton and I sat down with Latifa and talked about her spiritual journey, the ways that she's changed, uh, and this gorgeous record. She talks about several of the tracks. And so I think you're going to really love this conversation. And then go out and buy the new record by Paige CXVI called all enjoy okay latifa you okay now i don't even know the terms for this but you dropped a new album is that what you do how do you say this i didn't even know what chart was until i called you you're (laughs) totally you're totally hip you dropped an album that's correct good okay you're hipper than i am becky you dropped an (laughs) album um just yesterday and Steve yes. and I both had I had the opportunity to listen to it. I sat outside on the deck and just listened from start mm. to finish to the album and literally like lost mm. myself in it. It was so beautiful. Mm. And I'm sitting Thank and it's just a gorgeous view of the lake and just green and crisp and it was beautiful. So I felt like I was out in nature and I got to see and experience something that came to life in and through you. So yeah. I'm really curious. I'd like to hear more about, um, there's some specific songs that I want to hear more about, but I just am curious if there's anything that you in dropping this album have experienced personally. Hmm. So this is my 20th personal record to release over all my projects. I've had four different monikers in my life that I've used. And this is, I think, the 13th or 14th page CXVI record. Um, I actually had anxiety leading up to the release and then relief afterwards. Um, I think because Paige has been my kind of my brand or my area in music to express specifically my spiritual leanings and ideas and desires and hopes. Um, There was a lot more tension around this record for me because I hadn't released a page record in seven years. And all the records prior to that were my younger self, my younger theological self. And, um, I have been on quite a journey since then. And like, you know, Becky, you said in fun parts that you used to, you have your theology in ink and now it's in pencil. Well, I'm much more similar to that. And when I was writing those first 13 page records, my theology was definitely in ink. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a five point Calvinist reformed, (laughs) like all the things, you know, and and now I'm like a recovering Calvinist and <laughs> like trying to um, parse through what it is about Christianity that feels um, steeped in patriarchy and systematic oppression and what it is in Christianity that I believe is inherently like clinging to the essence of the divine. Mm-hmm. And um, that journey has been accompanied with a lot of peace and a lot of freedom and a lot of angst and grief. And yeah. the angst and grief isn't really around my relationship with the divine as much as it is my relationship to um, Christian culture yeah. and specifically American Christian culture and kind of the groups that come with that. And a lot of folks that have loved my music in the past, I'm discovering um, are really upset with this new album. (laughs) 
And um, I also think and know that there are people who are appreciating it. Um, But it has been uh, really fascinating and a bit sad to see how some people are reacting. And I expected it. So I think my, my anxiety and angst that I was referencing was more around that. I am so proud of this record and I am so proud of the content. I spent three years making it. I had to take breaks from it. I had to come back. I rewrote it three times um, to really make sure that the language was inclusive and welcoming and hospitable and kind and um, reflective of what I believe is a gender full, to use your term, Becky, and um, loving God. And um, that actually requires a lot of effort and mm-hmm. a lot of intention um, because I was raised in a, in a Christian experience where it was only father, it was only male, people were going to hell. It was all blood and sacrifice language. And it was a lot of self-shaming, even in worship songs. People are singing things over and over again. Like I am nothing. You are everything. I am the worst. I deserve hell. You should smite, you know, people into the pits of despair. I am nothing. I am nothing. And somehow that's supposed to please our creator. I mean that anyway, I don't, I know. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. sense. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. So like restructuring worship when you've been, I mean, I've been leading worship for 24 years and um, I've easily logged over 10,000 hours and in all different kinds of spaces. And um, so that it's a real, it's a real shift and it's a real choice. And you start to realize how few songs are actually out there um, that can embody Um, And I'm not even sure if this record is done all the way as it should be. I mean, if I wrote it now, it might even look a little different, but um, I really do love it. I think there's something that's beautiful as we're continually evolving and there's this verbiness. Oh, I lost you, Becky. Can you say that again? And so there's a verbiness to who we are, verb versus noun-ish. That's not even a word. Hey, um, I love this, Becky. We just jumped right in, but... My oh. listeners have no idea who you are and really have no idea who you are yet. I mean, maybe, maybe, Classic. But, I, like, hey, everybody, but I love that. So us. we have to start again. That's, I'm good at that. I'm no, good at right? I forgot so, that this was for you, yeah, radio yeah, thing. No. I'm so sorry. Well, it's yeah. radio, you know, podcast, but, um, okay, see. <laughs> so Becky, I'm so sorry. can you just give us a 30 second, give us a 30 second, um, explanation of who you are. I'm, my name is Becky Patton, and I actually am a pastoral counselor in the area of sexuality and spirituality, helping people to understand the interwovenness of that and the interconnected places. And it's, um, and I'm also a co-host on this amazing podcast that I love. It's called Fun Parts. And Fun Parts. Yeah, Fun Parts. Yeah, I just love it. And so that's who I am. I'm I don't know how, what else do you want me to say about who I am. Well, yeah, and, you know, one of my dear friends, and oh yeah, yeah. you are a good friend. Yeah, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. a good friend, and Latif is a good friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Becky Patton kicking my ass <laughs> since two thousand five or something like that. Yeah, uh, and Latifa, I've I've known you less for less time, but we're on this podcast, fun parts, and so I feel like we got to jump start into knowing each other, you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, maybe, we did. We dove into the deep end. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Uh, so maybe 30 seconds of who you are. And of course, we're talking about your new, your new record uh, under the moniker page CX, CXVI. Gosh, I stumbled over yeah. that CXVI. It's, it's, I told Scott Erickson the other day, he could just say it's called Page Sexy. Yeah, <laughs> page Sexy. Okay. But Latifah Alatas, you know, go for it. Yeah. So I am Latifah Alatas. I am an artist, producer, and engineer. I've had a few different bands, The Autumn Film, Moda Spira, and Page CXVI, which is my um, brand for music or content in a more spiritual um, historically church space. And I'm also on a podcast with you, Steve and Becky called fun parts. Fun and, parts. um, we have become good bars. <laughs> We've come become friends and not just colleagues. I think we, uh, have a resonating spirit between all of us that is pretty synced up, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, and I just released a record yesterday, um, for page CXVI and it's called all 
which I love. I love that first song. I love that first song. And I just, I, just, I love the title. There's just so much there. Thank you. Um, well, I, yeah. you know, you talked about this record being the first one under this moniker um, that might be also called worship music, though. I know you're expanding that yeah. far beyond that. But my experience of especially women who sing, I would put Nicole Nordeman in the same categories when they change their, oh, their yeah. theology, People basically yeah. say, hey, shut up. We, we just want to hear mm-hmm. your pretty voice. We, we don't want to hear your theology. Can you reflect yeah. on, have, have you experienced that as well in that way? And can you reflect on where you think that's coming from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been leading worship for about 24 years, um, basically since I was 13. And then I guess professionally, golly, maybe 14 or 15 years, maybe more. Um, and I, I feel like I am accepted and loved and adored as long as I'm parroting the theology of the space I'm in, which has been for me, predominantly, uh, reformed spaces, um, spaces that, um, still, they might not say it this plainly, but believe in the submission of women to men and the authority of men over women, mostly churches, I would say 99% of churches who would never hire a woman to be a pastor, um, unless it was a, a children's pastor and nothing more. Um, and so, I mean, honestly, you guys, I, I would, the way, the way I used to tour is we would kind of just, um, make partnerships like online or over email or through other connections. And we'd show up on a Sunday. And I mean, most of the time people would say to me, you're the first woman or you're the first brown woman um, or brown person. Um, But they would always say woman that we've ever allowed or had on stage. (laughs) And um, that is because most spaces that I would go lead worship in as page six VI don't believe in women having any authority to teach or give, um, input or theological ideas, um, to the community. And now that I have become, uh, not any less interested, of course, I've always been fascinated by the divine and by theology and basically, I mean, how we relate to God, how God relates to us. I mean, I find that like really fascinating. And so I want to use my voice to talk about those things. I want to write those things into the music. And I believe when we're asking people to sing songs, we really have to consider if we're being hospitable to the people in the room and even outside of the room. Um, And so the more that I have become vocal, um, the less welcome I have been in spaces. And I, I released an album called Divorce two years ago this October that chronicles my divorce under Moda Spira. And, um, I used to get about 60 to 90 invitations just routinely to come lead worship or do conferences or anything like that. Um, I have now averaged three invitations a year. Um, and my plays wow. online have decreased by 50%. So it has dramatically affected my life, the more honest I've become. And part of the reason I think it made people upset is that I released a podcast and a record unashamed about being divorced. And I, it's really about chronicling grief and loss. And the vehicle of that grief is divorce. But I also believe there are healthy ways to be married. And I think there's healthy ways to be divorced. And I think that those options are real and important for people who are enduring ongoing different levels and tiers and ways of abuse and like unhealthy relationships. And so, um, I think that that made a lot of people angry and mostly what that did was made people just become silent and kind of turn their back and disregard me. And now that I'm releasing content in the spiritual space for the first time after my divorce record and seven years after my last page record, um, and it's a, you know, gender full, I refer to God as male and female, like paternal and maternal equally in the record, or I remove gender. And then I've removed all blood language, sacrifice language, damning hell language or violent language um, from the album. Um, And it's all inclusive and welcoming. And I am like supportive of all people, no matter where they are at um, and their identity process and sexual preference. Um, That has really made some people come out. And so I've been called in the last few months as I've released singles, a heretic, been called into repentance. I've had several white men want to explain to me what a metaphor and a simile is 
um, when I have like, when they've asked me for scripture on like God, I don't see anywhere in the Bible that God's referred to as mother. And so I cut and paste this thing. That's like 18 scriptures mm -hmm. where it references God and the maternal. And then it's the classic. They're like, well, I'm assuming that you know what a metaphor and simile is, but clearly you don't. And then they <laughs> mansplain me. And I'm like, I'm a songwriter. I yeah. definitely know what a metaphor and a simile are. Mm -hmm. um, and so I usually just respond back and say, I wish you peace in our disagreement. Mm -hmm. And cause there's nothing to say for me, they don't take me seriously. Right. Um, well, they, can I ask yeah. you a question just for in the midst of that? Because I feel like what's happening is you're having to try and defend something versus experience something. And yeah. I, I think it's like those seven years before, I mean, all the other releases that you did and everything like that, you were already in something that people felt mm. safe defending. Yeah. And so suddenly when you step outside that circle, it's very similar to what Jesus did when Jesus stepped outside the temple. He stepped outside and he looked and he went, oh, wait a minute. Have we asked this question? Have we asked this question? And that's kind of what you're doing. But I, I'm yeah. hearing that it feels really lonely out there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, in some ways I'm unsurprised. Like I, I knew mm -hmm. it would come. I knew that, you know, I've, I have been routinely tokenized as a brown female in, in church spaces my whole life. Um, that bums and, me out, Latifah. Well, I mean, I it is beautiful, sad. Beautiful skin. Oh, thank you. I mean, it happens you. to a lot of people of color and then women of color, and then you add divorce, single, no children, mm -hmm. second half of life. And so that's a lot of ways that you no longer fit the mold um, in the traditional American Christian cultural church. And so um, I think that the the systematic oppression and patriarchy that has been laid in the foundation, in my opinion, of American Christianity um, is going to make this transition as a lot of people who I think deeply love God and want to still identify as Christian, but no longer fit the mold of hetero, um, you know, socioeconomically uh, stable, which in our country is generally associated to being white because of the systems of like oppression that have occurred with owning property. Um, yeah. uh, um, and then if they're single and they don't have kids past the age of 34, maybe um, the church doesn't know what to do with these people. And, and so I think that that is a really lonely space. And what I'm discovering is that some of those lonely folks are discovering my music and reaching yes. out to me, which mm -hmm. I'm so appreciative yeah. of, you know, um, but it definitely changes uh, uh, my financial reality, mm -hmm. you know, um, because there's just less of us mobilized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and, and honestly, it's okay. It's honestly not my number one concern. And um, I'm not starving. I hustle, I work and like, I've got a lot of things to do. And I made these choices soberly. Like I knew when I released my divorce record, it would be a financial risk for myself. And I just, I, I don't know how to not be honest about where I am at. And I think that it is a strength of mine. I think it could be financially my Achilles heel, but that's okay. Like I, I just, I'm so afraid of causing continual harm to people who already feel alienated by who they are inside of their body for no other reason. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to cause that kind of harm because the, the theological pylons that I believed about marriage, which were do not leave your marriage unless you're hit more than once, which is so problematic. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and then also, unless your husband is like, you know, repeat, repeatedly cheating on you and unrepentant or something like that. Right. Um, those are kind of like the foundations of don't leave your marriage. Um, then you need to stay. It's your duty, you know? And, yeah. Gosh. and I think that those pylons of theology, and I'm not even putting this on my ex-husband, it was my belief system, my loyalty, not even to God, but to the idea of righteousness or the idea of loyalty or the idea of belongingness in my community. Um, it kept me inside a relationship that had still has long enduring costs to myself. Yeah. And there are people who live those costs a lot longer mm -hmm. than I did, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you pay for those things for the rest of your life. Like you think of somebody who identifies as gay, who's in a community that feels like they're not allowed to be gay or being gay will damn them to eternal 
torment in hell, well, they're going to live a life of isolation and loneliness for a long time. And that is a high cost. And I don't think that's a cost that our creator is asking us to pay. Um, And so I just can't, honestly, I released this record because I can't participate and that kind of harm anymore. I'm just, I love too many people and myself to like keep imposing those boundaries that in my opinion, were never drawn by God, but were drawn by people who are maybe trying to understand God, but somehow along the way we confused, you know, learning and understanding God with like claiming authority and power over one another. And it's a real confusion of dominion. In my opinion, it's not, it's, it's just like, we keep wanting to be in charge over each other in a way that's not our job. Um, I, you know, like even in terms of theological piling on, you know, like when Jesus tells men not to divorce the wives, that was in the context of they were divorcing them for whatever reason, including burning toast, you know? And so Jesus was actually (laughs) saying like, I, I think women need, should be, in a culture where women do need to be protected by men in the first century, like you, you can't, he even Jesus right. couldn't climb out of that. He was saying, don't you dare yeah. divorce your wife. Um, yeah. right. And so even like, I want to theological theologically pile back onto that <laughs> argument that was yeah. placed against you and other women that say, don't leave your husband unless X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's like, no, let's actually get back to, I mean, let's, I want to play that game according to how they play it, you know, like scripture by scripture. I want to pull out chapter and verse and say, you're getting that wrong. And, and, but at the same time, no, because that, that just enters into a argument, an argument with the wrong. I, I, I would rather free (laughs) or like let people realize they are free. Uh, versus yeah. battle, but it does, it, it raises my hackles so much when I hear the yeah. words of Jesus used yeah. against people in a way that yeah. Jesus was actually trying to do the opposite, you know, well, they're being used to I try mean, and defend something there again, we're going in defensive mode. And I don't think that's what, that's yeah. not what Jesus ever intended to do was to make us all defensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Can I ask a question? Because it, I, even as we're saying this, I'm thinking about your first song, All. Mm-hmm. And there's this yeah. moment in All where, and I don't know the correct terminology for this, but I think it's called dissonance when all the different... Yeah. Is that what it is? The notes are kind of... Yeah, it, I'm creating a lot of sonic dissonance. And there's like tension in the music and it's like... It, it, and then mm-hmm. you all of a sudden just go... And it, the dissonance plays out. It is so beautiful and so disrupting. Mm. At the same moment, and I just didn't. I'm just mm. curious, like, because yeah, you know, I that was that was one of the last songs I put on the record, and I I woke up one morning with this kind of energy in my body, and I had been thinking a lot about um, hospitality and about uh, how the differences I've discovered in the people that I love have made my life richer, mm-hmm. and. I, I literally, I'm not joking. I, ca- I came upstairs and I cut apart a song that I had recorded in entirety. It was like a four and a half, five minute song. I had string parts on it. The whole song was tracked, vocals, bass, drums. And I was supposed to be editing it and finishing it. And I looked at this song and I was like, I hate this song. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I wrote this yeah. song three or four years ago. It's not reflective. I can't do it. And so I was like, well, I can either trash the whole thing, which is totally my choice, or I I can see if there's something good in this song. And so I took the strings and I, I mean, I think all is maybe like two and a half minutes long. I totally like chopped them up and made them something totally different. And then I just, I had this energy running through my body. And so I just flipped my microphone on and I just started singing those. And I just kept singing over and over and over. And I would just, instead of like thinking too hard, I really did this kind of like instinctual guttural note singing where I just literally just whatever came out, came out. And, and then I laid that other vocal, which is the Christ you are in Christ you are for, you know, Oh, and, 
that whole song I tracked in an hour and a half wow. and then I added some other stuff okay, wow. and I finished it and I could feel all this energy pulsating through my body and I knew that I had done something that was important for myself in expression mm -hmm. but potentially important in others and then I, I kind of like as I mixed the song I mean, Dave actually mixed, mixed it, but as I was like producing the song and adding all these things um, to the, like the effects to like really let them feel strangely like harsh, but still beautiful um, and kind of surprising, but um, in intriguing. Um, I, I had, I had picked up the book Universal Christ by Richard Rohr after like the day after I recorded that song. Mm. And it was, it was such good timing for me because I, I love it when something, when it happens like that, when like the spirit is already moving inside of you towards a place, yes. um, a shift and a turn, and then you find content or mm -hmm. you have a conversation with a friend or you have an experience yes. in nature that reaffirms like your path. And, um, Oh, it's like synchronization so, yeah. of your yes. spirit and their spirit. And it's just like, it's, Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it just was really special. And I sent it to a few friends that day. I bounced it down and I said, I, I think this is special. And it was so fascinating hearing people's reactions. Like some people just like immediately texted me and said, I can't stop sobbing. Like, you know, like, and then other people have been like, I don't like it, but I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, when we actually invite difference and diversity into our life, it's disruptive. Yes, um, it is. But it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's going to create know? something new in us. It's going to create something new for us. It's, yeah. Yes. So... And then the idea that the the Christ, which is like the energy before Jesus, energy after Jesus, that is the divine harness for like light and explosive energy that, you know, creates things like that's in all of us, mm -hmm. you know, that is like, it's woven into our DNA. And, and so the idea that Christ is for all and in all, and that seeing the light of Christ in each other is what's going to give us, I think the courage to actually be hospitable to one another and not just tolerate one another. Like, um, that is an idea that I am very into right now. I love it. <laughs> so I, I love just, it. So I was like, well, this is clearly the title of the record in the first song, and it's probably going to like scare some people. <laughs> in the garden of Latifah, the song In the Garden is also oh. quite oh. a beautiful, I mean, melodically beautiful, but lyrically yeah. talking about the pattern of death and life. Could you talk about what inspired that song? Yeah, I, um, I was at this kind of group event here in Nashville where people started kind of singing some worship songs and all the worship songs were, you know, only identifying God as father. And I just, for the first time in my life in a space where I've always felt connected, like I love music and I've loved singing and I loved participating in worship. And it's with, it was surrounded by people I actually like, you know, <laughs> and the songs are good songs. Like, I'm not saying they're bad songs right. even, but like I, I sat there and I was like, I can't sing any of these. Help me lay down what's dead. And I am totally alienated. I ended up leaving early and I drove to Kroger and I sat in front of Kroger and started weeping. And I voxed, um, messaged my friend Audrey and I sobbed and I said, Audrey, I think my faith just died hmm. for real. Like all the way, I think it just happened. And I'm sobbing over this message to her that I'm leaving her. And she messaged me back and said, what if you just let it die? And, and then she was like, you want to go have coffee tomorrow? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And so I went and we sat at coffee for a few hours and, you know, she's, she's one of like, she's a soul sister for me. And, um, and she said, Latifah, like, if you want something new to be born, you have to let this die. And yeah. she said, you know, like, so you might or might not identify as a Christian anymore, or maybe you find a way that you do, but then other people don't think that you are. And that's okay. Like she was like, it's just, this is your path. And 
And so I went home and I was thinking about what she said. And I, the metaphor of the garden has always been really meaningful to me. I was a avid gardener back in Colorado for about four or five years, and I have yet to plant a garden here in Nashville. But um, that season of gardening um, was one of the most spiritually formative times of my life. The garden taught me so much and watching plants die seeing that I have to uproot those dead plants in order to till soil to make space for new seeds to actually have the space in the soil to drop new roots and the the labor that's required of pulling those dead roots out the labor that's required in patience to let nature take its course like um all of those things are continual um death and resurrection death and resurrection death and resurrection and so for me, that song is a lament of, of letting what I realize now was my fundamentalist upbringing really dying. Like I can't even take comfort. I can't even bring myself to, to sing or participate in things anymore, even like half-heartedly. Like I just feel so removed from it, but I still deeply love faith and spirituality and I yeah. love God and I love people. And, um, and so like that tension is just became really unbearable for a season. And then that song is honestly at the end, it's a plea to the community of saying, can we not wrap belongingness into faith? Can we yeah. just belong? Yeah. Can you let me stay here? Can I yeah. still be welcome? Because I still love you. Like, can the tenets of our our friendship not be steeped in a point by point? Like, this is our, you know, this is our statement of faith. So this is this is what makes us close. This is what this is what makes us bonded. This is what gives us safety. And so that song for me is a real expression of vulnerability and a lament. And I knew it had to go on the record. And oh, I so knew. Beautiful. Yeah. It's and I so really beautiful. love it. And then Becky, you talked about Tove and fun parts on episode three about Tove being the, the word, the Hebrew word for good, which is the continual like, like death and rebirth of like regenerating goodness or regenerating mm -hmm. life. And I was like, I actually feel like that's my new path. That's my new pylon as I like try to understand theology and spirituality and faith again is just the baseline of is this tove or is this raw, which is just perpetual death. Yeah. You know, and is this idea regenerating life and goodness or is it just regenerating death? And like right now, that's like my basic what I can do. I, I just that. love that. See, our souls were actually even, they were synchronizing in so many beautiful ways. That's where we found, yeah. we found, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's so fun. I, I love the song. I have to, it, it reframes garden in so many ways because so, uh, I grew up, you know, in the Christian realm and the song, I come to the garden alone, which I should never sing ever, but, yeah. um, and it makes the garden and that song was like a big hymn in my, in my mm -hmm. household growing up. And so when I saw in the garden, I thought, oh, I kind of thought I knew what was going in. And it was like the yeah. exact opposite, but yet it held this place where I think that it's really literally what Jesus, there's something had to die in Jesus before Jesus could walk that yeah. death walk. Yeah. And it was like well, letting and, go. And it was like, there was that let yes. it, just let it go, let it die, let yeah. it die. And it was like that, that moment of that's what I think true submission is, is not necessarily mm -hmm. turning over to someone else. It's going, oh, I see what's in me and I'm going to trust there's something out there I don't yet understand. And yeah, but unless we let it die, like your friend said, unless we let it die, we're not going to know what can actually come to life. Oh, totally. And I think that like, there's actually a lyric in there at the top that um, it's the fallen seeds that grow and blossom in the spring. Yep. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's actually a play on word like of falling away from the faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that we are so afraid of people like slippery slope, or once you fall away, like you're outcasted and nothing good can come from you. Like you're raw in essence, your perpetual death. And I'm like, no, what if it's actually releasing control? What if it's actually, like you said, Becky, giving yourself like you're really being vulnerable and letting it like actually die and not trying to like just control everything in order for something new to be born. And so I, I, I am like, there's this uh, quote, I don't know if it's from the Hobbit or not, but it's the, um, just because I wander doesn't mean I'm lost. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's that same idea, you know, mm-hmm. like, why are we so afraid if we actually believe that God or the divine is as big as people say God is, why would we think that we would be so outside to, yeah. to wander or to fall or to yeah. die? Or it just doesn't seem very trusting. Well, it doesn't seem very um, actually theologically sound either if you <laughs> well yeah. i think it what are you trusting in you know if you're trusting in five points mm-hmm. of belief then right. that's actually pretty flimsy you know that's going to let you down mm-hmm. and it's going to either force you to blindly submit to the five points or seven points mm-hmm. or three points or whatever it is mm-hmm. um and and when you do that when your experience gets too big for those five points i think like you, when you go through a divorce or, or you lose a loved one or you just go mm. through a, a very painful loss, then something in you dies, you know? Yeah, Something that's right. in you dies. And versus if we can let the what we're trusting in, the five points, the three points, the one point, whatever, die, and so that we can trust in, in that Christ spirit that you talked about uh, a little bit earlier, Latifah, then I think yeah. we can come to life in new ways, you know, mm-hmm. but that's trust. I mean, to me, that's, whew, that's scary, but it's also the only way to, to experience real life is that if I don't know, yeah. you know, yeah. trusting in something we say we know in, I don't think that's trust. I know I'm, yeah. I'm being a little bit of a stickler and maybe even mean, but just don't, I don't buy that anymore. Great is thy yeah. faithfulness. I'll speaking about that. Oh, you, yeah. you you did a sweet rewrite, um, mm-hmm. um, and amidst the yeah, go ahead, Becky. No, I just one of the line that I pulled out was amidst the pain of this world, you grieve with us. It was like yeah. oh, that to yeah. me is the God I've experienced, not um, yeah. versus this distance God that is um, watching over me. That felt very that feels very distant to me, and what I've yeah. Uh, my own healing process has held a number of moments where I've felt this God with me. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it's like God's not afraid of grief. God knows grief won't kill me. Grief is something yeah. that actually transforms me and deepens my capacity yeah. to need others and also, I think, in deep ways to experience God, either as mother or as father or, you know, we yes. have so yes. many different ways. But I just love that line. Yeah, it, that was a choice. I definitely, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm actually opening it up because I'm trying to remember what I replaced it with because now yeah. that yeah, I that's am, what I was just going to ask because I can't I was this morning yeah. I was trying to sing the song and I was like I don't even remember now because all I want to do is sing this one so I know I was like what is the old one yeah that, that hand hath provided that's it that's it that's what it was so like mine is so I changed the first thing I change is oh god creator versus mm-hmm. yeah. um father yeah and then there is no shadow of turning with thee Thou changest not thy compassion, they fail not. As okay, this all that's good. And then um, I love all the nature imagery. I kept that one. Um, great as I faithful is great morning by morning. Okay, yeah. So amidst the pain of this world, you grieve with us. Unfailing faithfulness, dwelling so near. So those yeah. are my original lyrics. And then what? What are the original lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I hope this is, I don't um, know. I think this was something that there's something needed to die so that yeah. this new birth could come. It is so here good. We go. Here we go. Here we go. Grace, I faithfulness lyrics. Thank goodness for the internet. Okay, so it was all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Um, I think that here's the deal. 
The reason why I didn't keep those lyrics is this, I don't necessarily think those lyrics are necessarily bad, but they require at this point in the world we live in and the culture we live in, a lot of unpacking, which I cannot do with every person that like hears the song. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, do I believe that like the divine, like is flowing through us, flowing through me, flowing through nature, and that like what is able to um, nurture my inner peace, no matter what my circumstances or my provision, that I can still like have inner peace. Yes. So in essence, that like comes from the divine and gives me what I need. The reason why I don't like that line um, in today's culture is I think it's incredibly easy to confuse um, blessing or like the idea that God gives you everything you need with a health wealth gospel. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I think that what we're doing is replacing, and this was all before what's his face did that crazy thing with Lecrae. But like, I think when people have talked about blessing in America, they're really talking about privilege. And, um, mm-hmm. and that is very confusing for people who are saying, you know, just pray harder and God will provide, God will bless you. God will bless you. And what we're really talking about are like circumstances in our life needing to change, whether that be financial or job wise or relationship wise. And so I just think our theology has gotten lazy around that in our country. And so I was like, I, well, I, what I'm really trying to say is that God doesn't leave us and that like God is with us. God grieves with us. God is not the author of our, of, of our dire circumstances. And this is all, this will get into the issue of sovereignty, which is a whole nother thing for another show potentially. But like, um, uh, but I think that like, yeah, 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 or another album. I've already come after (laughs) God's gender. Now, if I come after God's sovereignty, people are going to be so pissed, but like, but let's be honest about it. Right. And so, and then the other thing I changed was like, um, the last line of, uh, verse three is blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. I don't love that. So I changed it to, uh, uh, blessings for all yeah. Christ within us resides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Too. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, I definitely made some changes and I love the idea of unfailing faithfulness dwelling so near that like mm-hmm. in the same way that like my dog, like never wants to be apart from me and, and wants to be up next to me and wants to be touching me in some way. When I leave, he literally cries, even if I'm gone for five minutes. And when I come back, it's like his whole world has changed. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that God is a dog, but I'm just saying as far as like, I think that kind of like, I want to be near you. Oh yeah. Like be with me is, is, is woven into a God that does love the creation that is, that comes from the divine. And so, um, so yeah, I, those changes are all really intentional. Also has confused some people, but I had one woman write me and say like, you know, I I sang this song at my wedding and since then, like my whole life has changed, my theology's changed and now you've given me a way I can sing this song again. Yeah. You know? Oh, I just, and, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, that makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. And I also like that it sounds like you're in outer space because I have a, a fascination with the cosmos. Mm-hmm. And so like the beginning of the track, it's actually an accordion just pumping, but it sounds yeah. like you're breathing in a spacesuit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, we were listening yeah. to it together, Becky and I, and I was like, oh, that's, is that an accordion? I think yeah. it is. That's yeah. so cool. Like, um, yeah. but that's really fun to hear your association there with breathing. And mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, well, cool. and I think that like, Sometimes when you deal with loneliness and isolation, you feel like you're just floating above everything and looking at it, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? That's true. And so I've, th- there's a lot about this record where I kind of reference, like, in my opinion, like cosmic sounds and like the idea of like being on a journey and in a new frontier, because spiritually, I think that's where I'm at right now. And so I wanted to kind of put like sonic cues and sonic nuggets that reference those feelings for me and whether Mm -hmm. people pick up on that, that's okay or not. But, um, but that's the kind of stuff that like, as at least as a producer, like is so life-giving to me. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Becky, I'm wondering, I'm looking at the time. I think we're almost out of time. Is there any things that you wanted to ask Latifah that we haven't asked her yet? I think the one thing, the one thing I was just, I know that we live in a digital age, you know, like with, if you, Hmm. if you had like one line to describe this album. Hmm. 
What would you... Like, I, I guess instead of calling a tagline, like a soul line that goes with mm-hmm. it, I wonder what that would be. I would say it's my, it's my invitation for the curious spiritual journeyman that mm-hmm. has specifically has come out of American Christianity, like can you come with me? Is it possible? Is, 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 is it possible that everyone's welcome at the table? Ooh, I like that. You know? Um, yeah. So yeah. it is a soul journey. Yeah. It is a soul journey. You can feel and that. and it, the truth is like, I, I don't know if I'll ever make content under this moniker again. Mm-hmm. And I thought about walking away from the project in entirety because I knew what I wanted to do would would not be welcomed in a lot of spaces where people have loved my music before. Um, but I felt a responsibility to show people that you can journey. You can continue to like fiercely love and try to understand and be in relationship with the divine and things might change and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be an act of kindness to make content that reflects where I'm at now, seven years after my last release and show people that I'm still deeply like faithful and interested in spirituality and drawn to God and to people and to earth. And, and I want to express that. And I wanted songs that I could sing. And so I figured there'd probably be some other people that would want songs to sing too. Um, I had this woman write me yesterday on Instagram and she actually asked, she said, are you affirming because I've realized that so many of the worship leaders and worship music I listen to, they're not affirming. And I don't know what songs are safe for me to sing anymore. And so I wrote her back and I was like, Oh yeah. And I kind of like lay it all out. And she was just like, I'm so grateful, you know? And it's like, that stuff makes it worth it to me. And I'm I'm glad I did it. I just want to show people that like, you can cross bridges, you can, you can journey and you can, um, like release the reins and trust that like God will lead you and take you somewhere and it might feel unsafe and it might feel dangerous and it might, it might make you feel risky. You might feel like you'll lose belongingness in your community, but good friends won't leave you. I've had wonderful friends in my life. And, um, and so I, I just wanted to do it to like really as an act of hospitality. And I don't know if I'll keep making music in this space. So I really wanted to at least have some sort of, whether it's a period or an ellipses, I wanted to have something to kind of like chart the course of where I've been and the bridge I've been crossing over the last few years. And who knows if I make another one, what it will be, you know, but um, yeah, it is highly possible. This might be my last page TX5 record. And so I really wanted to, to come out swinging you know, in, in, a, in a nice way. Um, well, it's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I just feel so honored getting to share it. I and just even knowing you, but I just love the heart behind so much of this. Yeah, mm. it's so good. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for even like listening so intently. That's like an artist's dream that someone would like go outside and listen to the whole record. <laughs> we well, have to listen from it's start like, to finish because when you get to the end, we're yeah. about aloneness, that the end one, not alone. And the line in there, let just let the love sink in. That's where I just sat there and just, I'm going to let the love of Latifah sink in yeah. because that's the love of God. It's lovely. So, oh, anyway. I love that. Yeah. No, so, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I so I want to echo your words back to you in this place where you're at um, that I just think that you are standing in a way that is so beautiful, but you are not alone, my love. Don't you hide. Mm. Don't you hide. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I feel like you actually got what I was trying to say on the record. Mm. Oh, it feels so good. <laughs> that feels so cool because the reality is, is I had to text her and say, what is a chart? I don't know what that oh. is. Well, you guys that, were texting that, well, back Because Luke was asking me for charts because like any bands that want to play it want like music guidance, you know, know, so it's all written out for them. But I had no idea what it was. So I'm not the music, I'm not the music intelligent one at all. So no, everyone has musical intelligence. We all experience it in real ways. So so. thank you for letting me talk about it. You guys are so kind. It's, it's really fun to get to, to talk about it. Thanks for making such thoughtful, um, 
invitational music for people who are still trying to hang on to something but can't hang on to what they used to hang on to. Yeah. I think there's such well, a I'm one of them. Yeah, there's such a important space that needs to be created. Uh and mm-hmm. those of us that are are heading that way, you know, are or I oh well, I hear you saying I'm willing to pay the price to do that because yeah. it's that important to me. It is costly. You know? It is. So mm-hmm. um well we've been talking yeah. to Latifa Alatas, aka Paige CXVI aka mm-hmm. Moda Spira. So earlier Huzzah. yeah, earlier Latifa was talking about her divorce record. And you so can good. find that and it is so so good. You can find that under Moda Spira. That's another one of her mm-hmm. monikers. And I'll put all that on the show notes as well. Yeah. Latifa, is there anything else you want to tell folks who, you know, in case they want to find out more about you, follow you, all that stuff? Yeah. Um, you can find me on, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram might be the most active one that I'm on, but under page CXVI, Moda Spira, or I am the Latifa. I've got a bunch of profiles. And then my website's pagechicksfair.com, modaspear.com. And the music and YouTube videos and podcasts, they're everywhere. And um, and check out fun parts. If you like talking to Steve yeah. and Becky and I, we, we yuck it up a little bit more in fun parts. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and honestly, like I, I try to take the time to respond to anybody that's earnestly like wanting to talk to me. So if you message me on Instagram or you send me an email, it might take a few weeks, but I will respond to you. So, um, I just think it's important that we all have each other. So, yeah. All right. Thanks Latifa. You're the best. Thank you guys. We'll see you you soon. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to this good word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together.